Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Everybody, welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that is one of my least favorite parts of transformation and elevation of your vibration. This rhyming was not deliberate, but I kind of like it. Elevation of your vibration in your transformation. That is what we're going to be talking about today on the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I'm so happy to have all of you here with me. I wanted to talk about the reason why people do seem to leave your life as you're in the middle of a transformation, a lot of the times when we're going into a transformation, we'll see that things seem to be getting worse before they get better. And I'm here to tell you today that that's normal. So that is what I'm going to be diving into. It might be a shorter episode. I only have a couple of notes here on a sticky note on my computer screen. So we'll see how We'll see where the the stream of consciousness thoughts takes me. I just want to let you all know, though, before I get started, that if you would like to support me in my efforts with the Get the Fuck Off podcast, you may do so by leaving me a tip in the Get the Fuck Off tip jar. There is a link in the episode notes. You can also find a link at getthefuckoff.com slash podcast. I do this as a passion project. I do it completely for free couple dollars really goes a long way in helping me keep this podcast going, helping me show up weekly. I'm looking to hire a VA this year. So these are all things that a tip would really help contribute to. So if you guys would love to support me in my efforts, you may do so by following the link in the show notes of this episode. So let's get into why people leave our lives. And we're going to talk about this from a vibrational standpoint. And the vibrational standpoint is you just cannot remain in the orbit of somebody that you don't match the frequency of. So if there are people in your life that, for example, are filled with drama. Let's say you've got people in your life that are completely filled with drama and they're, they're in your life all the time. What are you doing? Like what vibes are you putting out there to attract these people into your life constantly? Because I used to have a life that was filled with people that were just consumed with drama. And all those people have fallen away as I've gone through my transformative moments because I no longer match them vibrationally. Like they just completely went away. Like it's interesting, but as I've moved forward with different, you know, different transformations that I've gone through in my life and I've elevated in different areas people just don't stay with you like they just don't like it's going to become more work than anything to be able to keep people in your orbit that do not match your vibration because it's just it's really difficult they're going to start dragging you down you're going to start feeling that pull 
And it's really difficult to keep those people around. So when you are going through a transformation, and that doesn't necessarily mean letting go of a habit. So a lot of times we'll think of letting go of a habit and we'll think that people aren't going to want to be around us because we've let go of that habit. In reality, what's happening is that the people that are engaging in that habit are no longer matching us vibrationally. So for example, I used to be very worried about losing friends when I was not drinking anymore when I was getting sober and I was worried that all these people were going to leave my life because I was no fun anymore like I'm no fun and they're fun and I'm I'm not and I'm boring and all these things now I'm not boring I'm actually really exciting but the and these people did end up leaving my life but they didn't leave my life because I wasn't fun they left my life because I was no longer matching the vibration of somebody that needed to self-medicate somebody that needed to throw a pity party for themselves somebody that wasn't motivated somebody that was living in my own victim consciousness when I was drinking every day those were the things that I was doing and when I stopped drinking every day I stopped doing those things I used to think that so much was happening when I was sitting at the bar and having this this swell old time air quotes good time whatever but I wasn't really having a great time swell old time whatever the hell when I was sitting at the bar every day I was just in victim consciousness I was very lazy I was I was sitting around most of the time talking about other people that I knew talking about other people and how they were doing so crappy and I was doing so good and you know we all do that we all sit around shooting the shit be like bitching about people we know I definitely have done my share of that. I have done it in high capacities and low capacities and, you know, just doing a lot of talking about other people. It didn't really matter. So when I stopped drinking, it wasn't that drinking took me away from people. It was that we just didn't match anymore. I started really caring about myself and how I felt. I started respecting myself. So drinking until 4 o'clock in the morning, I started viewing as disrespect. So no, I didn't really match the vibration of people that were still doing that. And that didn't mean that we didn't love each other or that, you know, any of that stuff. It's just that we didn't match each other vibrationally. And you'll start to find this as you go through your transformation. You start first giving up your behaviors. But then as you start getting deeper into your inner work, you will notice that people that are constantly living in victim consciousness or people that are constantly being angry, people that aren't doing the work to improve their own lives, you're just not going to want to be around them and they're not going to want to be around you because you're not going to want to be around them because they're dragging you down and they're not going to want to be around you because you are going to trigger them so badly, it's going to be ridiculous. They are going to be so irritated by you. They are going to want to snooze your content, unfollow you, delete you, unsubscribe. They are just going to want to be so far away from you that it it just is going to drive them insane that you are around. So I want to I want to tell a little bit of a story. So this is this story is about a memorable night that I had within the last year and a half with some people. And one of the people that I was with was is constantly in victim consciousness and is an angry sometimes mean combative human being and so I was with this person and this person really has a hard time going out to eat and what they do is they start scanning 
what's going on so that they can look for things wrong. And all I ever want to do when I go out with people and I go out to eat is I want to enjoy the company of the people that I'm with. And I want to enjoy their company in a way that I feel connected to them. I'm present with them. I don't give a fuck what's going on. I don't care if the table next to me catches on fire. I don't care if they forget my order. I don't give two fucking shits about it. You know, I live in a kitchenless apartment. I would, I have to order food out for every meal that I eat. And I would say that 50% of the time, it's not what I expected. And you just fucking get over it. It's just food. You know, the experience of being with others is really what it's about. Like it's about the, the experience. It's about being present and it's about connection. Food is deeply personal. I did, I did just say it's just food, but food is deeply personal. It's deeply personal on a lot of levels. So consuming food is deeply personal because you take that food and put it into your body and it becomes a part of your body. Like it, we actually take the food and it becomes a part of our body. If you were to pull a hair out of your head and eat it right now, that was made by your body because of food that you ate. Like your body grew a hair because you ate food. Your body produced muscle fibers because you ate food. Your body does so much with food. It's a deeply personal thing. Deeply, deeply personal. So when we go out and we consume food with other people, that is a very deeply personal experience. So I was just trying to see the positive and absolutely everything. And this person yelled at me, yelled at me about about this particular thing. Like basically said, stop defending whatever was going on with the server. Like the server was in their mind, not attentive. In my mind, they did a pretty good job. But then again, I eat out almost every meal that I eat. So my bar is, you know, a little bit different than a person who is an amateur diner who goes out twice a year. My bar is not that high. I get that people are human. We're just here, like, cut people a break. I also did the job for a good bit of my life. I started waiting tables at 20, and I stopped when I was 34. So that's a long time. So a long time to do a job. Long time to be abused by people in a job that have high expectations that are impossible to meet. So... Yeah, I was looking for the positive because I just wanted to enjoy my experience. But the idea that I was positive and they're constantly in victim consciousness and angry and all of that just irritated the hell out of them so much. It irritated this person to a degree that I can't even say because this person just was irritated because they wanted to be in victim consciousness. They wanted to be angry and they wanted people in their circle to feed into that anger. It's kind of like when you're out with somebody that's gossipy. And like I was talking about when I was sitting at the bar with people and, and you know, shooting the shit and talking about other people and doing all that. Like those people want you to be like them. And if you're not like them, then they don't like it. Like I was in a group chat and somebody was like this, this group chat is filled with people that like to talk shit on other people. I've been, I used to be involved in a lot of those group chats, but I think I've fallen off because people realize that I'm not going to give them the response that they want. And I can't say that I was always this way. I'm an evolutionary work in progress. So I'm sure I've been a piece of shit many times in my life, probably more times than I can count, but I'm not looking to 
say nasty things about people anymore. So sometimes I, you know, I'll receive messages in a group chat where people will talk shit about someone and I just refuse to respond because it is not who I am. And if you want to be a mean girl, that's fine. And I say mean girl regardless of your gender. You know, there is a, there's a stereotype of a mean girl. And if you want to be that, that's fine. But I'm not interested in that. So people will eventually stop including me in those things. So now I'm not really included in much of that at all. And I'm sure it still goes on. It's just not something that I vibrationally match anymore. So as you start to make changes in your life, you will stop matching the vibration of people that you used to spend time with. If you had a lot of drama, you stop wanting drama, people are going to fall away. They're either going to change or your change is going to irritate them so damn much they're going to go they're going to be done. They're not going to care. I mean, and I've, I've had friends that have been petty with me since my, you know, since I've been doing my inner work and things like that. And I'll just lay down the law. I'll be like, I do not, I do not allow this behavior. You will not speak to me this way. I find this to be disrespectful and I'm not going to tolerate it. And people have the option. They can either stay or they can go. Now, if you don't have things in common with people anymore, that's not usually because of the things in common. Remember, the things that lie on the surface of us, the things that we do. I mean, having something in common is not necessary for a great friendship, although it helps. What really we want when we're having relationships with other people is we want a mutual level of understanding. And and we can only get as far as our own experience, but that sort of understanding that happens, happens, we vibrate at a frequency. And we match people that are at that frequency. And if someone's not at that frequency, it's going to fall apart. It's just going to drag us down into the gutter. And that's how it's going to be. So that's what happened when that person got angry at me about how I was being. How I was being. I was being positive. They didn't like it. That's because I didn't, I don't match their vibration. You know, we spent time together. I don't want to spend time with that person. I really don't like them. And I don't want to spend time with them. And I Do whatever I can to avoid spending time with them because they don't make me feel good. I don't like it. And so I do avoid. And people are going to start avoiding you because you trigger them. And you're going to start avoiding people because they are dragging you down. So this is one of the reasons that people leave their – they leave your life and you leave people's lives as you're going through a transformation. The second thing that I'm going to tell you is that you might be the villain in somebody's story. And for the reason that I listed before about how I was being this person that was very positive and this other person that I was with just didn't want me around, you might be the villain in somebody's story and you have to be okay with that. So I'm going to just kind of give a couple of like a little bit of context with this. I have a couple of people in my life and I am the villain in their story. I don't know why I'm the villain in their story. I have no idea. In my memory, now remember, our memories are not accurate. Our memories are true to our experience, but they're not accurate. So if you guys are looking for something on memory, you can go to Netflix and look up The Mind Explained. They do a whole episode on memory. And you can also do a couple of Google searches and shit like that about about memory. Memory is not accurate. So your memories, my memories, everybody's memories, those are skewed. Those are skewed based on all sorts of factors. So in my memory... I have these two people that can't stand me. I know exactly who they are. It really sucks because when I think about my memories of how I have been, I only remember ever being kind to these people. But perhaps they have a different view of how I've been. And 
their view is dependent on their experience. So there may have been times that I have just been being me and that has been triggering to them. They might have taken things that I have said personally because a lot of times people will take things personally. So if you guys are looking for a great book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, Holy fucking shit, such a good book. But one of the four agreements is never take anything personally because it's all about another person's experience. And those people that really don't like me, I'm the vil- the villain in their story, they, I'm certain, have taken things that I have said to heart. They have taken those things and they have made it a personal attack. And it's not always a personal attack. Um... You know, there there are things that I have said in my life that have been about my experience, particularly with like working in hospitality, for example. I've said a lot of things about that because I had a bad experience. I had a bad experience more often than I had a good experience. And I'll speak from my experience. And a lot of times people will internalize other people's things that they say. And then that's very easy for somebody to make you the villain when you're just speaking about your own experience. So you might be the villain in someone's story, but just remember that hurt people hurt people. So if I've ever said something hurtful, and I know that I have because I have been an angry, hateful person more years than I've been this loving, zen, you know, personal development person. Like you don't just start working in personal development because you've had a great healed life. Like you start doing this because you've had to do your own inner work. And, you know, there's this deep-seated hate for yourself that turns into... You know, in my case, I was very lucky. It turned into alcoholism. But some people, it never turns into that. Some people, it turns into like a productivity addiction. And some people, it turns into people-pleasing. And there's all kinds of things that it could turn into. So I just happened to get lucky in that it was something that was detrimental to my health and well-being that I was able to pinpoint and be like, oh, shit, I got to stop this. So if you have something that's visible on the surface, congratulations, you're one of the lucky ones. Um, so there's that. But... I have definitely said things in my life that have been hateful and heinous and mean and and not like not kind and that was because I was a hurting person and that comes out when something's triggering to you. So it's very easy to take something that somebody says and to make them the villain in your story and that's not necessary. Like It's not necessary. So at the end of this experience that I was telling you about before where I was trying to make it a positive experience and this person so obviously was trying to make it a negative experience and then we we just couldn't come to a a place of, of agreement. At the end of that experience that person decided that the the server did a horrible job and they were going to leave them a horrible tip. Now I didn't at the time, I was I didn't have any cash on me. And normally what I'd do is I'd just leave some cash behind. But I didn't have any cash. And they were kind of policing me, like kind of looking at me because they know that I've, I've worked in the industry a long time. And they were, they were like, they were looking to see if I would do something like that. So they, so they would fight with me or, or, you know, just yell at me or, or do whatever. So I really couldn't do anything about the situation. I, I, I couldn't change it like that person was giving the server a shitty tip and I had to stand idly by and watch this happen now my work was to not make it about me I might have talked about this in the podcast before but I'm talking about it again because I so very easily could have made that about me and there's really I mean that was what happened there wasn't there didn't have to be attachment with that like they gave the server a shitty tip 
and the server got a shitty tip that night and that was what happened and that could have just passed through my awareness like I could have just let that come into my awareness and let that pass but what we like to do is we like to make it about ourselves and put ourselves in the situation of the person that we see as air quotes wronged and then we make it about us we make it personal so my work that night was to really say this isn't about you this isn't about you this isn't about you they're a victim they're always angry they're in victim consciousness like they they don't like themselves like they don't like their life this isn't about you this isn't about you like that was really hard work for me to do not everyone is going to do that work so like I was saying earlier you when you say something someone might make you out to be the villain in their story because it'll trigger something in them and they're going to feel that thing and then they're going to go and hate on you for it and they're going to make everything that you do just such an insult to their very being and it has nothing to do with them has absolutely nothing to do with them. I had to do this recently where somebody said to me that being a server is a stupid job. And I had to take that and I had to say, okay, this isn't about me. This isn't about me. This is not about the 14 years or I think it was 14, like 20 to 34. I think it was 34. I don't know. 2020. I turned 35 at the end of 2020. So I left my job before I turned 35. Yes, 34. 34 years, like, so 34 years, 14 years of that, I did this job. This is how I made my money for 14 years. I waited on people. So it's very easy for me to take a statement like that's a stupid job and make that something that is hurtful. Like make that mean something hurtful because then what starts happening? You start getting lost in the story. So you start thinking about, all the joy the joy that you've brought to people you start thinking about the weddings and the celebrations and the you know you start thinking about the smiles and then you start thinking about the hell like you start thinking about the hell that people have put you through like when something causes a deep emotional response it's because you got a lot of history there you got a lot of story there you got a lot of thoughts there and when it's been over a decade, almost a decade and a half of something, you have a lot of story. I mean, before I waited on people as in a tipped position, I mean, I basically worked in food service since I was 16. So it was almost 20 years before I kind of left that. And uh, so it's very easy to take something and make it about you. And this is just an example of how I would take things and make them about me. And when we get lost in that story, we get lost in the emotion of the story. So somebody says, this is a stupid job. What happens? You, you start to get lost in the emotion. And for a lot of years, I was in a lot of pain. Like I was really sad. Um, I had a lot of, I don't have a great support system in my life. Like I really don't, you know, like I need, I have needed more support this year than I think I've, I've needed since I was in my early twenties. And like, I can count on like one hand, two fingers who's really been here this year. Like it's uh, two of my, the people that were the closest to me have just decided to fuck off. Um, you know, and, and it's, I don't have a great support system. I, I never really have. And that started in the beginning as something that wasn't really my fault, but it was perpetuated by me because it started as I didn't really have a great support system. So I became um, highly controlling about not letting people into my life because I didn't trust them. And uh, that's something that I'm working through now. So that's totally off topic. But for a lot of years, I was in a lot of pain. 
and I didn't really have the support that I needed. And so for me, going to work and providing a joyous experience for somebody was a really nice band-aid. Like there's something that feels so good and so beautiful over in terms of like bringing joy to people. Like when people are sitting and, and sharing a meal together and you see that it's a family and you see they're on vacation and, you know, they're sitting with each other and they're, they just had this great day. They're going to a Broadway show. They've been in, you know, they've been in Central Park. They've been, they're just doing all these things and, you know, you, you listen to their story and you become a part of their story. You become a part of uh, somebody's experience. There were these guys that I think they were Marines. I forgot what branch of the military they were in, but they used to come back every year and take a photo with me. Like there was, you know, there were these two people that came in and, you know, I was part of their engagement and they're actually not together anymore, but they had like this whole relationship and I was this huge part of that. Um, there was a gentleman that came in for New Year's Eve and I met him in 2009 and to this day we still talk on New Year's Eve. I, I was part of, I think, I don't remember, nine, eight or nine of his New Year's Eve celebrations and when I'm not with him on New Year's Eve, we still text on New Year's Eve because that was a part of his experience. So I, I've really been a part of a lot of people's experience. It's a, it's a gift. And it's really hard sometimes to not internalize something that somebody else says. But what somebody else says isn't about you. It's about their experience. It's not about you. It's not about your experience. And so your work is to not make them the villain in your story. And when you are the villain in somebody else's story, know that they've made you the villain because something you said was incongruent with their experience and it's triggered them and that's it. But these are just ways that we fall out with other people. Like we, we either don't, we don't match them vibrationally or something about us is unhealed and we attach things that they say to a story of ours and we we allow ourselves to get caught up in feelings and emotions about something that really doesn't have anything to do with them or what they said. Like people can say something and it doesn't have anything to do with you, but we'll start allowing it to have something to do with us. So it's, it's mindful work. The work is really to understand that your experience is simply your experience and that other people are really just a mirror. So whatever you see in other people is something that's that's really in you. You can't see something in someone else that isn't in you. I am giving you guys pearls. Like it has taken me years, lots of studying, lots of mentors, lots of conversations, lots of deep, deep inner work that I'm giving you all right here for free on the Get the Fuck Off podcast. So I really hope that you guys will take this to heart. This is some of the deeper work that I do with my clients in terms of looking at their story and helping them make sense of it and helping them elevate. Helping them elevate to a place that they want to be. And take a look at the, the mirrors in their lives 
and what those mirrors are, are telling them about themselves. And take a look at the mirrors and also just take a look at what other people are representing. Like what are other people representing for you? Because it's really easy to make other people villains, but other people are just teachers. Like they're teachers and they're showing you things that are things that you need to maybe sort out. You know, like there's a lot of story that I could dig into in my own story and what people are showing me. And whenever I feel a trigger, it's because I've got something that's unresolved. I have an unresolved issue. An unresolved issue is anything that disturbs your peace. That comes from Loyalty to Your Soul, one of the best books that I've ever read. A mentor of mine sent me that book. Um, and it was one of the greatest gifts that I could have ever received. An unresolved issue is anything that disturbs your peace. So if somebody says something, like for example, they say something about a job that I've once had and I feel like a, a deep upset, that's because I haven't resolved something about that time. And we can pick it apart till the end of time, but I, I, think, I've, I think I've done a good job in making the point. Um, just so you guys know, people leaving your life when you're making change is normal. It, it's normal, it's going to happen, it's unavoidable. And there's a lot of times what we want to do is we want to sacrifice parts of ourselves. I can't tell you how many clients that I've worked with that have been in relationships with people and they feel like they have to dedicate all their time and their energy to the relationship and not to themselves. And there's fear there a lot of the times. And there's a lot of times the fear of, if I become this person, then how is this relationship going to work? And I, I've got to give you a hard truth here. It might not. It might not work. It might end. Or you may be a lighthouse for your partner and your partner might level up. Or your partner might not level up and you just need to accept them as they are. And these, this is, again, deeper work that I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients. But they might not stay. It, it might not happen. And part of having a life not necessarily filled with happiness but filled with peace is to know that sometimes things don't last forever. Things arise and as Ramdas would say they arise they exist and then they change and what we like to do is we like to have everything be as it was yesterday but that's just not how it goes our life is in a constant state of flux and there are so many big pieces that don't drastically change every day so we're so unaware that our life is in a constant state of flux like I've been looking at the same walls for 12 years like I've lived in my apartment for 12 years I'm considering moving very soon I've been looking at these walls for 12 years. So I look at these walls and I think nothing is changing when I look at these walls. But my life is in a constant state of flux. All of our lives are in constant states of moments arising, existing, and then moving on. Like that's what's happening. Our moment arises and exists and then it changes. And we always want everything to be as it was yesterday, today. And that's just not the way that it is. Every day is a new day. You awake as a new person every day. So if you tell a story that you're the same person as yesterday, you're going to repeat, you're going to anchor to the feelings and thoughts and emotions of yesterday and recreate your same reality. But just things are changing constantly all the time. All the time, life is changing. And that's why every day is day one. Every day is the first day of the rest of ever. And I do have to throw in the plug. Day one enrollment is starting again at the end of the month. We are going to be letting new members in to our wonderful community. I have like we had 
such a powerful call this weekend. It went nearly two hours. We were just, it was just so powerful. It was all about the hero's journey, which by the way, every one of you listeners of the Get the Fuck Off podcast is on. You're all on a hero's journey, which I may talk about in a future episode. But if you're interested in hearing more about the hero's journey, you can look on YouTube, Finding Joe. Um, it's a movie and it's completely free and you can find that on YouTube. It's a great resource to hear about the hero's journey. But we're all as souls on the hero's journey and we're all on the path. Every single one of us is on the path. And to be able to look at your life in present moment is incredibly powerful and to do it with people that are committed to being the highest version of themselves every day in right now, day one, in the present, and realizing that every moment is unique in what it is, that's extremely powerful. So if you don't get my emails, you can subscribe, dayone.getthefuckoff.com, and I will be sending emails about that shortly. Enrollment's going to be opening in about two weeks. Uh, what day is it? August 15th. So you guys are going to be getting emails coming up really soon probably I'm going to start the email soon and then I'm going to be opening enrollment at the end of the month so I'm really excited to have new people join the community it's so powerful we have our own space in circle where we engage it's a private space those calls are all recorded we we go with the flow of the group I mean it, the the presence and the the vulnerability it's just beautiful like it's a beautiful community so I do I do encourage you guys if you have not subscribed day one dot get the fuck off dot com um you can definitely do that. I look forward to seeing you guys back here next week on the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Um, getthefuckoff.com slash podcast. You can find all my previous episodes. You can find the tip jar if you want to help support me. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I'd really appreciate that. That would definitely help me with my operating costs and being able to keep this going at the capacity that I do. Until next week, I hope you all stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Stay beautiful. If you have any questions, reach out, and I'll see you again real soon.